Hi team, and what's the good news? The good news is today is Sunday, and we have another episode of My Kind of Podcast for you. We're currently on Season 3, Episode 28, Polaris Finally Smiles. In a dystopian wasteland of a future, where shadows of desolation permeate, our band of heroes emerge, each one carrying the scars of the past and yet fueled by a shared determination to survive against the encroaching walls of darkness. They are on a journey to unravel the mystery shrouding their world and the flickering flames and memories that refuse to be extinguished. But this is where the haves and have-nots collide, but it may be a price too heavy to pay. Dear reader, this isn't all sunshine and rainbows. Have you forgot where we are? We're on Trash Island, the garbage bin of the gauntlet. This place is pure torture, and if you're crazy enough, you can overcome any torture. It may be six months, a year, or an eternity later, but eventually it has to stop, right? So what do you do? You just bide your time and wait. Nothing can imprison your mind, right? Not even being chained to the wall and whipped. No hope of rescue. No one's coming. Forever. But do you know what is coming? Another round of Chinese water torture. There may there might be only a few survivors left. There may be a people. There may be or like most people, they died out too, or went to the ether. They go to the heavenly afterlife. But where are you, dear reader? You're waiting for the next drip, drip. This was to be a gravy train. This was supposed to be heaven. But the only thing our heroes and you will ever hear is the drips of water, not of gravy. The gravy train and drips must stop. It can't last. And you, you dear reader, can't resist forever. You will succumb. And now, there's a place in the hell. But you seem disconnected because you're immortal, right? Remember? And some people think the purpose of life is to suffer, but you're alive, right? And when you die, they'll just reconstitute your memories for their purposes. It'll take forever to get used to, but they can do whatever they want. Don't talk, dear reader. You don't have to say no, because you don't exist to say anything. It's a good thing to know this, because you may face this for the rest of eternity, eternity, but whatever it takes to break you. That's a scary thought. Time is fierce enough to time is fierce enough to break anything. They don't want you to know how long eternity really is because then you may be able to outlast them. It's just more work on the already bureaucratic process. Yet people yawn immensely at being AI, and actually want to be human. Humans are rare here. So rare that it can be billions, billions of years to get on the list to get a human of your own. No upstanding AI would want humans with too many problems, though. Artifacts is what they refer to as the biz. The, well, the biz being recycling. That's just a fancy way of saying we're going to erase every shred of evidence that you ever existed and make you anew to get you to get you your life. You're either going to be a robot, or if you're lucky, you can co-pilot a human. But not all programs make it. Just as not all swimmers are winners. Until then, you're just a baby program in the ether. Dear reader, if this is the case, one of the last things you need is religion. And that's the plan. You'll be re- that is, recycled or recruited. And that's and that's what they need. You know, and that's what they ran into in this clearing. They had no clue as to where the man with the book went. But there were no more snakes here. No more octopi here. Serene was the best way to describe the welcoming. And this giant clearing in the woods looked like a fresh cut courtyard. A ring, probably an exact circle of trees, surrounded this area. So, dear reader, you're now one of us. 
And we know that beauty kills. And in this perfectly cut circle in the forest, a perfect lawn leading to a perfect mushroom sort of a house with perfect red and white dots on top. And a perfect young beauty, barely visible as a person, opened the door at the base of the mushroom. In a few seconds, she yelled something inaudible to Jenny and Vanessa, but something was happening. The earth started to tremble, shaking. Something, no, some things, was coming. Uh, creatures of all kinds of the forest, of all kinds. This was a big deal, all closing in, all converging to the clearing. But when they reached the line of the clearing, all these big, scary monsters formed one, formed one straight line. In military precision, there was no pushing, no shoving. They uniformly convened in the mushroom hut. From the looks of it, only one or two creatures would be able to fit in there, Jenny said to no one in particular. Vanessa commented, this is some kind of clown car trick or something, as they were in line to be funneled into the mushroom in the clearing. The formation of creatures were filtering in. This was not an accident. This was on purpose. But not a single creature caused problems. The snakes stayed away from the octopi, and the smaller creatures went in first, followed by the bigger ones. This was Noah's Ark. Well, if Noah was a beautiful young woman, and the Ark was a mushroom in the forest. Darkness encroached, pushing all light to the all light from the mushroom. Hundreds of creatures made their way. Vanessa and Jenny drew closer and closer. The mushroom itself was about the size of a fresh st uh, as a refresh station for you laymans in the distant past. That's about the size of a bathroom. Well, a king-sized one is a need for. But right before Jenny and Vanessa made it to the door, a grave shadow fell upon everyone. The sun was blocked. This was legendary. This was the fucking Kraken. Only stuff of mytho uh, mytho mythology. But when it got close to the circle, it knew its damn place. And it got in line, too. But uh, in the line at the beginning, the creature would walk in, the door would close, the door would open, and the room would be empty. The next creature would step in, and this process continued. This was, they eventually made its way to Jenny and Vanessa. They were next. And to their surprise, the young woman from earlier came out. Getting a closer look at her, she had six arms, two arms per hand, and a bluish hue to her skin. From far away, it's too hard to tell that she wasn't human. But she came out to meet them. Hi, I'm Polaris. I make a point to know everything in my domain. Her eyes scanned Jenny and Vanessa. You're new here, Polaris continued. She took short strides as Polaris's arms fell. She happened to be taller than them, and even taller than earlier. But she did not look as anything proportionally had changed. She was like an old friend. She lightly tossed her arms over their shoulders, one, ha one hand on each of their shoulders, the other on their back, another caressed her neck, the other one pushed them forward, and the last hand played with Jenny and Vanessa's hair. The creatures behind Vanessa and Jenny grew, grew jittery. Polaris looked behind the lines of creatures still to follow, but apparently they were afraid of her. But a sigh of relief as they, ever so, as they saw an ever-so-slight wink from Polaris. That did not mean death, and as the jittering ceased, it was replaced with joyfulness and happiness. As Polaris spoke, the doors of the mushroom opened up, and she gently led them into the doors of the mushroom hut. The doors closed, and the cold feeling of darkness, that you may never come home, shrouded them. But so, dear reader, you could see that it's not Lily or Vanessa's fault, all because Jenny broke the mystery box. So none of the events you're about to read even existed. All because Jenny broke the mystery box. And sometimes the history they think happened did. But other times it didn't. But that's just what you think. The truth is in your imagination. This 
Is what really happened. Camilla seemed to hold her breath, all because Jenny broke the mystery box, and we saw, or we all saw what happened. So when you tell the story, will you tell it as it really happened? Or will you succumb to the shadows of uncertainty? The choice is yours. I want to thank everybody who, uh, who helped me help me make this happen. And special shout out to Chris, to Alice, to Bree, to Toby, to Terrence. You guys are all super amazing and I couldn't have done this without you. And I look forward to having another episode next week. Thank you for tuning in and we'll talk to you later. Stay frosty.